Restless Earthworm by Toronto-based indie pop duo Tandem. Tandem is made up of lead singer and guitarist Maxime Beck Sinderby and drummer Thomas Franklin. T for Thomas and M for Maxime, therefore Tandem. The two met serendipitously at a music studio in high school and became fast friends, and eventually a couple. They both entered into York University for music, uh, where their songwriting skills would grow and they would put out their first EP Reflections Volume 1 and Reflections Volume 2 in 2019. Then in October of 2020, after having graduated from university, both with BAs in music, and signing with pop guru Sound and Vision, Maxine and Thomas chose their favorite five tracks from both EPs and sent them to Howie Beck and Joao Cavarlo to be remixed and remastered and put those tracks out on a new EP called Reflections Remastered. I caught up with Maxine and Thomas via Zoom to talk about the new EP, uh, their music videos, as well as what it's like trying to break out onto the music scene during a global pandemic. Here's my chat with Tandem. How has the pandemic been for you guys? Ooh, um, well, let me think. In terms of music, um, it's definitely been annoying. Um, we had a, we have never toured before. We've never done like a, a real like release and then tour and all this stuff. So um, we just graduated university in June without a ceremony. It's been postponed because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of that, Initially, we were planning on graduating and then celebrating by uh, touring and performing a bunch of shows across Canada. So that was a bit of a letdown <laughs> because I've never toured before. And my dream is just to hop in the like, you know, the car and you, you go across Canada and it's like all the, the fun of, I guess, doing it for the first time, all the ups and downs. Um, but because of that, we couldn't do that. We couldn't uh, record new music, which we had planned to do. Um, so there's a lot of downs, but there's also a lot of ups. Um, Thomas and I lived together, so we had a lot of time to just like basically songwrite and hang out and figure out what we wanted to do. Like we had a lot of time to brainstorm essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, and in the meantime, we also made a lot of, uh, connections. Basically this COVID thing has like trapped everyone in the same kind of bubble where we're all like, um... I don't know, figuring it out and connecting on that front. And then uh, we've been doing a lot of like music video stuff and um, yeah, basically just trying to expand in a more antisocial way, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) All the behind the scenes stuff has been working out, but the actual performance part is tricky. So yeah, that's, that's been, at least for me, Um, Thomas, what would you say? Like, yeah, definitely the same. Well, mostly the same in terms of, yeah, not playing live shows. Uh, it sucks, but it's part of what's what's going on right now. And we accept that. So we try to do, yeah, we try to work a bit more behind the scenes in terms of, yeah, definitely songwriting. And it was great to get a couple music videos in as well. We've, we're, well we have one out that we made during COVID and we have two that are currently on the, on the, on the yeah. back burner. So looking forward to release those two. Yeah. Cool, cool. I do want to jump into the music video in a little bit. Uh, (laughs) uh, When you said you had a bunch of plans, everyone's had plans uh, that fell through. Where were you hoping to go on tour? Oh, that's that's a good question because we had just started like sending out the emails right as uh, COVID hit. 
So, oh, so in like really January, February. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we had just started to send stuff out right when everything was crashing down. Um, but I think we were thinking a lot of campuses, um, university campuses. We have a lot of friends who go to like Queens, Western, uh, you have Ottawa, McGill, Guelph, Guelph, yeah, even in Nova Scotia. Yeah, and maybe the, even up in Halifax too. What was it? Sorry, uh, Dalhousie. Yeah, that was yeah. it. Um, and UBC, like a f- quite a few friends across Canada. So we were planning on like getting them to bring their friends out if we played shows in their cities. So those were our main um, landmarks. And then I guess whatever we could get in between them. Right. Okay. That's what we had planned, yeah. Yeah. And uh, what about any any new hobbies or uh, anything like that that came up in uh, in the, the quarantine <laughs> times? Thomas? Uh, well, for me, I've always loved uh, building Lego since I was a kid. <laughs> so that's been one of my... I got to revisit a lot of old like Lego sets that I just had. And uh, I don't know. My love for Lego has come back for sure. So <laughs> for me, that's definitely... What about you? Yeah. We also played a lot more video games. That's a big one. Yeah. We've been playing a lot of Call of Duty. Oh, yeah. Cool. Uh, <laughs> um, but I actually got a job because of COVID. So oh, I, I work at a school. I'm a, I'm a student supervisor at a private school here in Toronto. Okay. And my job is essentially to make sure that kids are being safe with the COVID pandemic in class. So I go in with my mask and everything, and I... I have to make sure that the kids aren't like, you know, sharing food or being too close to each other or touching or anything like that. And, but it's kind of funny because all the downsides of COVID, I actually was hired because of COVID. So right. that's, that's pretty interesting for me, but I guess that's a hobby then. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what, uh, what uh, did you two go to uh, university for? Uh, both for music. Okay. Um, for me specifically it was jazz drums. And uh, Maxine was for jazz vocals, but we both yeah. have yeah BFAs now. Yeah. Awesome. So when you audition for York, we went to York University. And when you audition, you have to choose either classical or jazz. So okay. both, I guess, Thomas, you could have auditioned with uh, classical, actually. Because Th- Thomas is actually pretty good at, like, uh, percussion as well. Um, but I cannot sing like an opera singer. <laughs> so I immediately took the jazz front. Um, and so both of us studied a lot of jazz music before auditioning, but once you get into York, um, their music program is so extensive in terms of different genres and I guess styles, um, Mm -hmm. that you could kind of make your way through whatever path you wanted and still graduate with the same degree you came for. So I think by the end of it, Thomas and I were doing a lot of, uh, like R and B ensemble, a lot of, well, you did a lot of percussion. Um, and we also did a lot of like digital music so we were doing a lot of stuff on computers learning how to produce music and also write for like video games tv shows movies that kind of thing so cool you can imagine like how cool that was for us like figuring that out in the first year being like wait there's so many more courses than we thought there were and so it was really exciting yeah that's awesome uh so is that is that how you two met then was in university yeah, we, well, we just we met actually just before university. I was uh, moving around high schools from from Cleveland, Ohio, to Toronto, and Maxine and I met there um, by chance through a music studio because I was looking for an, uh, like a few people to play in a band with, and uh, this local music studio does does like band program where they kind of. Uh, like, Melange the kids. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. So they can you can like form a little band and. Um, 
yeah, we met through that. And then we ended up going to the same university as well. Yeah, so essentially, coincidentally, we were in the same English class in high school, but didn't even know each other until we were put into the same band at our music studio. So it was ah. pretty, uh, yeah, a pretty coinc- yeah, crazy coincidence. Very, like serendipitous. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's oh, the word everyone so used. I had no idea what that word meant until our PR was like, use this word. And I was like, I have no clue what that means. <laughs> Sounds like a Disney word. <laughs> cool. Uh, so, all right. And then uh, how long did it take from that, like, first playing together in, in the band until you two started tandem? Um, we played with a band. We played with two other guys in high school, and it was all, like, cover cover music. I, I think most bands start off that way. They just play their favorite tunes together. And then eventually, um, when we went to university, the other two in our band uh, went to Queens. So we didn't, we weren't seeing them as much. And because of that, we were like, how the heck are we going to play these cover songs with just like the drums, guitar, and voice, right. <laughs> which is basically what our duo is, um, Thomas being drums and myself, guitar and voice. So we were like, well, the easiest way out of this is just to write our own music that matches it. <laughs> so we kind of found the loophole there. And um, that's how we started Tandem was just like writing music for our instruments specifically and then branching out from there. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That, that's, uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I think I'm trying to remember when I first heard of, uh, heard of you guys. And I think it may have been uh, last year. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Cause uh, I, I, came so close to going to one of your shows and then something came up last minute that's so cool yeah yeah (laughs) yeah so like when when i got the the pr email about this uh about setting this up i was like oh my god i already know these guys that's great (laughs) (laughs) that's so sweet did you get the email was it auteur research that sent you it or listen harder no it was uh listen harder okay cool yeah yeah so jessica right yes yeah yeah (laughs) jessica Yeah, how uh, how did you guys get hooked up with uh, with Listen Harder? Oh, that's such. I'm sorry, I keep talking, but um, basically, um, it's a really funny story. My mom um is our biggest, like one of our biggest fans. Okay. <laughs> and she went to her hairdresser, and you know how your hairdresser? Well, I don't know about you, but they're mostly gossiping and saying, "How was your week? And what are you up to?" And that kind of thing, and briefing you on like their lives and your life. Um, so my mom kind of spilled the beans that her daughter, myself, um, that were in a band and her hairdresser is like, Oh, no way. I know the, uh, the, uh, PR agent for like the Lumineers and stuff. <laughs> and so, and like city and color. And so, um, my mom flipped out and she's like, that's crazy. You have to get me in touch. And it was total like fluky coincidence where she reached out to this woman, which was, uh, Christina at mm-hmm. Listen Harder. Yeah. And she sent her a little, uh, a little email being like, hey, my daughter's in a band. I know your friend who's the hairdresser. And uh, I'm not asking any favors. I'm, I'm just sending you her music. And if you have the time, check it out. And then we got an email back saying, yeah, we'd love to meet them. So that was kind of it. And it was complete chance. And every day, I think we're super happy about that because <laughs> go hairdressers yeah for sure <laughs> and go moms thank yeah. god thank god for that gossip <laughs> yeah exactly yeah no it's it was pretty crazy and the first day we met um christina was like a week later and it was right after nuit blanche so both thomas and i were extremely tired and hung over and yet she still went for us so i'm <laughs> i'm very <laughs> i'm 
honored to be a part of that. Yeah. 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 They're, they're definitely a great team. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what What did you guys get up to at uh, Nui Blanche? Was, uh, was, was there anything exciting? I haven't been for a few years now just because... Are you it, from Toronto? Uh, not originally. I'm originally from South Africa, but uh, I've been living in... That's what Tor- the accent is. Yeah, there's <laughs> a little bit of an accent. Yeah. <laughs> cool. No, that's awesome. Um, wow. Okay. But yeah, yeah we, I haven't um, been for so long just because it seems to just get busier and busier every year so I think for the last two years I was like that's too many people for me (laughs) yeah I I completely agree with that and I think that over the years as well it's become more of a party kind of like party central um I know that the year that we went before um meeting Christina um that was the year that I was really committed to seeing at least half of the actual artworks Mm -hmm. so or art exhibits I guess um so I had downloaded the map that had where they all were and we went downtown and we're like, we're going to do this. So I basically walked a group of like, I think seven people throughout downtown Toronto, just trying to see all the exhibits. And I think we got to most of them. Yeah. But there's a point at like three in the morning where you're seeing creepy artwork and you're like, I got to go to bed. <laughs> it's just too weird. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's definitely fun. I recommend yeah. it if you, uh, once COVID's over, when you get yeah, the chance. <laughs> definitely, definitely. What was your, uh, do you remember like your favorite exhibit from last year? I remember, I remember, I don't think it was last year. I think it might've been two years ago, but there's a really cool um, big moon that they had at uh, Nathan Phillips Square. It was this giant moon. Yeah, the really? moon, yeah. Oh, the yeah. ball of light thing. Yeah, yeah. Like they would light it up and they would kind of change color and rotate it. It was just very grand and like cool to look at. Yeah, there was, <laughs> yeah, that was, my favorite. There was one exhibit where you you walk indoors so it was in a building and it was like the main room of this building on the first floor and they had projectors set up that were on these white walls and you walk up and you write on a piece of paper a confession and it was very serious they were all really really like either dark or very deep um Mm -hmm. personal confessions and you put them in a box and then someone draws from the box types up your confession and projects it on the wall Oh, so wow. it's all anonymous, but you're, yeah. you walk into this room and it says like, you know, I cheated on my husband or, um, I never wanted a child. And you're just like, Oh my God. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> so there was some, I, I found it really interesting from like, I guess a bit of a poetic standpoint. Um, but yeah, that was, that was probably one that stuck with me the most because it was just so brutally honest and it was less of artwork and more of like a, an experiment almost yeah which i thought was really cool yeah for sure. is, is this what inspired uh the girl in the bathroom music video <laughs> no. there you go i thought yeah <laughs> Maybe. i wanted to mention that maybe, but i don't i think that was just before so it might have subliminally uh inspired the idea that we got oh you mean because we write the oh you're referring to the video oh that's so smart wow i didn't even think of that (laughs) jesus oh that's 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 true because we definitely the same idea wow oh no i've just admitted to uh (laughs) copying (laughs) copying an arts installation well no no i think the i think the art piece just or the exhibit just worked right because it inspired you to do something with it so yeah, I think that's, that's cool. very true. Wow. There's so many subconscious things we keep coming across that kind of freak us out because we're like, oh, my gosh, how did Taylor Swift end up in my song? <laughs> it's like <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Thomas, I think you touched on this. You said you're you're from Ohio, Ohio originally? Yeah. Well, yeah. My, um, I'm actually tech. Well, I grew up in Ottawa. Um, okay. 
And where my, were you born? I was born in England, but <laughs> my parents moved from England to Ottawa. Okay. And um, around grade seven, I moved to Cleveland. Yeah, just for just for four years. But I made a lot of great friends there. And that's really how I got to playing the drums, actually. So that's why it holds this kind of special place for me. Right. Um, I got into playing the drums and percussion and I was on um, like the drum line with marching band and stuff. It was a big deal there in, in America. <laughs> um, and, but yeah, no, I'm, and then I moved back to Canada um, in 2014. So. Um, oh, wow. You know the year. Yeah. Yeah. And Grade 11. Basically, basically continued playing the drums, but, but always kind of, yeah, like, Shout out to Cleveland for <laughs> inspiring me to play the drums. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Do you uh, do you come from like a, a musical family? Not too much. I mean, my dad plays the keyboard and, uh, and the piano, and my mom was a singer in a band uh, in her youth as well. But other than that, no. Like my mom's a translator, and my dad's a, an art historian. So. Oh wow. Maxine uh, can say can say. <laughs> no, <though>. no. <laughs> well, do you have any do you have any background in drums or no? No. Well, wow. like you mean my family? Yeah, no. yeah, just that's so cool. Huh. Sorry, I, I've never actually asked him about that, so that's that's something for me to know too. <laughs> I'm, I'm interviewing now. <laughs> no problem at all. I I, I love it when uh, when people ask questions on here too. So uh, that's totally, <laughs> okay. totally fine. Um, what about you, Maxine? Where are you from originally? Uh, I'm from. Well, I was born in Montreal, and then I moved to Toronto when I was four, and I've basically been here since. Um, my mom is Canadian Hungarian and my dad is Swedish. So when uh -huh. I'm if I'm not okay, here, that I'm explains in the Swedish uh, the Swedish connection. I was gonna ask about that was gonna be my next line of questioning. So cool. we'll get to that. <laughs> I thought you were gonna tell me I have an accent and I was really hoping I did. <laughs> but I definitely don't. Um, I don't speak very much Swedish. I can speak just a little, but if I'm not like in Canada, I'm probably in Sweden because we go there most summers. Except for this one, because that's how it goes. <laughs> no one's allowed. <laughs> yeah. Um, but in terms of in terms of music, um, the way I started uh, playing was basically, I don't know if that was the question, actually. Maybe I'm rambling. It was where you're from. Where I'm from. That's <laughs> what it was. Yeah. Yeah. We'll stop there. <laughs> okay. Well, actually, I, I do want to know a bit more about your, because you do come from a, a musical family. You have, uh, you have some... Uncles, I believe, was it? Yes, uh, uncles. Cool. So tell me about that. Um, so one of them is a phenomenal piano player. Uh, his name is Jason, but many know him as Chili Gonzalez. Okay. Uh, I know him as Jason and or Gonzo, and um, yeah, uh, he plays he plays piano, and it's incredible. And he writes his own music and performs it live and tours essentially most of the world. Um, my other uncle is Chris and, or Christoph Beck is his full name. And he scores a lot of, um, Hollywood films. So his first biggest, um, hit was the Buffy, the vampire slayer, uh, TV show. Okay. Cool. Um, I'm actually just watching that with my girlfriend now for the first oh, time. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So let me know how the music is. Then. <laughs> <laughs> we love um, the music. That's like, that was her draw to bring oh, uh, so me to watch it. She's like, the music's so good. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. That's, that's great to hear. I'll let him know. <laughs> but yeah. Um, and then he's done like um, Frozen, The Hangover, oh, wow. Ant-Man. Yeah. So he's been like blowing up in the film world, which definitely... Um, hits a chord with me because I really, really like film music as well. Um, 
so yeah, that's basically how I've uh, been growing up is like surrounded by these uncles who come home for Christmas and they both can play piano amazingly. And, you know, they both can sing too. I don't know why they don't sing more, but <laughs> they both can sing. So I've been, yeah, I've been kind of accustomed to that since I was a kid. So that's pretty cool. Cool. And then how long have you been playing your uh, playing guitar? Um, so I actually played piano first. That okay. was when I was like four years old. I was right around the time we moved to Toronto. Um, I had the parents who were kind of like, you should learn an instrument in a very passive aggressive way. <laughs> um, so I started taking lessons on uh, piano and I did that for about, I think, uh, I don't know, maybe 10 or 12 years. I got I got pretty far in my studies. I started doing a lot of classical piano, like four Elise and all that stuff. And then eventually I was like, you know what, if I want to keep going with this, I'm going to have to start to do like exams and I'm going to have to take it really seriously and maybe think of this as a career. So I essentially dropped it to which my parents were like, well, then you got to find something else. Um, so my best friend at the time and I, we decided we would start taking guitar lessons just like for the fun of it. Okay. Um, and it started off really like joking. Like we were like, we want to learn Green Day. <laughs> and so we walked into a lesson. It was like the worst version of Green Day songs you've ever heard. Um, <laughs> like imagine a wake me up when September ends, but like completely out of tune. So um, that's how it started. And then after a few months, my best friend, she dropped out. And I kind of realized that I was like not hating it. <laughs> I was like, this is actually kind of cool. So I kept up with the lessons, um, but I never sang. I, I just played guitar. And then as high school rolled around, I was put, um, we had to take an elective, which is normally like dance, art, or music. And so I chose art. And of course the class was full. So they booted me out and they put me in vocals class, which was like horrifying for me. I was like, <laughs> no way, I'm not going to sing. <laughs> and eventually I had like a bit of a heart to heart with my teacher. And she just told me that, you know what, if you like, it's okay if you don't want to sing the stuff that's in this class, find something you like and we'll try it out. So I brought in a bunch of songs I learned on guitar and we played along with them and we sang along with them. And it got me to a point comfort wise where I enjoyed it. And once again, I found this kind of like inspire, like inspiration to pursue music just because I was like, hey, this isn't so bad. I'm actually liking doing this it's not a, like a commitment or a prior not a priority but like a it's not like a pastime it's actually something I look forward to mm -hmm. so um yeah so piano then guitar and then vocals and then since then I've just been playing guitar vocals and I'll play keys like I'll play uh piano in a lot of our recordings okay. um but when we play live I'm playing guitar so that's kind of the main instrument for right now, yeah. Right on. What were the uh, what were those first songs? Do you remember the the ones that you were that you learned <sighs> to play and sing? Oh man, I think I think it was like "Ho Hey" by the Lumineers. <laughs> oh okay. Uh, I think it was "Of Monsters and Men." Have you heard of them? Yes. Yeah. yeah of course. Um, and probably a Green Day track. I really liked Green Day. <laughs> okay. Um, Oh, I'm trying to think if there actually was like a very specific song I can remember. I'll have to think about it. I'll think about it and we'll come back to it if you want. Okay, 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 <laughs> cool. And then for uh, in university, what uh, what was your instrument of choice there? Uh, I was there for jazz vocals. For jazz vocals, that's yeah, right. That's okay, how so I the voice, the voice, yeah, okay. Um, but by the end, I was taking a lot of songwriting courses. Mm -hmm. I was actually the one of 
two girls in my class for four years of songwriting at York. So that was very like crazy for me was that it's a class full of guys essentially. And then there was just two girls. So for me, I was like, I got, I got to push through. I got to do this. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So um, Composition became a huge priority for me, just whether it was songwriting or writing like instrumental music that later could be used for our band or for movies or whatever it is. Um, So I kind of ventured like from jazz vocals to composition using vocals, I guess. Interesting. Yeah. Thank you. Cool. (laughs) Uh, All right. And then, yeah, you, you touched on the Swedish connection. Uh, So that, that's just, uh, yeah. Family from there. Where, whereabouts in Sweden? Oh, we're, we're in a small town called Venisborg. <laughs> okay. Um, it's um, about, I'll, I'll do the, I'll do the English uh, versions of the city names because I don't want to butcher the Swedish. Um, <laughs> but uh, Venisborg is where we're from. And then we are about, I'd say an hour away from Gothenburg, okay. which I believe is like the third, I think it's the third or second biggest city in uh, Sweden, which is about maybe five hours train ride from Stockholm. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Cool. So that gives you a kind of <laughs> estimation, but um, yeah, Venisburg's pretty small. It's a it's a small town, and my dad grew up there, and we still have a cottage there. So we go up every summer. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. I've actually I've actually been to Sweden once myself. Uh, cool. I, I used to play uh, when I was in South Africa. I used to play handball, and uh, there's a huge uh, handball tournament that happens in Sweden really? every year called uh, in uh, Partilla. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, Did you I, enjoy it? Oh my God, I absolutely <laughs> loved it. I remember the first day because like it was a like this big international tournament and we were like like living in a classroom at a school. And I guess it was like, it must have been summer vacation because there, there were definitely like no kids at the school. So there was like yeah. a few teams situated in these like cots and classrooms. And uh, I went out with my buddy and we just wanted to get something to drink. Like we were just like, let's just get like a bottle of Coke from the store uh, down the road. And then we were looking at the currency and we're like, we don't know what this is. What, what is this? So we go and like the person's like super nice. And we're like, Hey, this is what we have. And they're like, they just asked us like, Oh, where are you from? And we're like, Oh, we're from South Africa. And they're like, cool. We just made small talk for five minutes. And then you just let us have the, have the Coke. He's just like, Oh, you take that. Welcome to Sweden. I was just like, Oh, I love this place. (laughs) It's great. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's a huge stereotype that everyone's friendly there, but it's kind of true. (laughs) Yeah. Every time I've ever been, everyone's very friendly and kind. Yeah. 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 I I, I definitely felt that a lot. And uh, I don't know, it could have been maybe just like that town, but uh, I don't know. It was, uh, it was a pleasant experience. Nonetheless, it was also the first time like going into a country by, uh, by ship for me, which was which was oh, also you went by very, ship. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. Because we came from Germany, so uh, yeah, we just came like an overnight on a ship, and we're all, I think, uh, the oldest guys on the team. So me and one other guy were eighteen. Everyone else was like fifteen, sixteen. So oh my goodness, we yeah got into all sorts of trouble. It was great. That's Good so times. fun. Do you get seasick? <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. I uh, no, uh, we were throwing up for other reasons uh, by the end of the night. <laughs> Well, you're lucky. I have a, I get very motion sick in cars. So I've always had this fear that if I ever do travel by ship, I'm going to be so sick. Oh, wow. That's going to be <laughs> a problem I, when you go on tour finally. I know. <laughs> I, I have to bring some meds with me. Yeah. Yeah. Bring gravel and all kinds of <laughs> exactly. stuff. Exactly. <laughs> oh man. Um, all right. Well guys, I wanted to talk about the, uh, the new EP, uh, which came out, correct me if I'm wrong, October 22nd. 
Yes, that's okay, right. Okay, cool. I and, had to check my calendar. <laughs> but yeah. And so this is actually uh, just a collection of your songs, but remastered. And listening to the EP, it's it's so easy to listen to. It's like the tunes are so catchy. Um, how difficult was it to pick five tracks to uh, put out on this? Oh, hmm. I don't thank think it, I don't. Yeah. yeah, well, thank you for the compliments. That's, that's a hard question. I guess those are what we consider to be our five strongest songs probably in terms of songwriting and and like instrument structure but also i think it's also our friends favorites true like i think a lot of it came from the popularity of the song before we remastered it so we already had two videos right. um for two songs that we knew our friends at least really liked okay and then we got a lot of opinions from uh like listen harder and um i don't know if you know pop guru um yeah i do yeah i did yeah, some yeah. research on them because i saw that you uh you signed yeah them. so uh graham graham stairs was the guy who approached us to he kind of inspired us to do these remasters in the first place and he had a lot like he had definitely uh influenced us on one or two songs he was like these are really really good right. um so I think, yeah, I think we just got a bunch of opinions from friends, family, but I think there's some bias there too. I think we definitely like those songs a lot more than the others do. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. What would you say, and these can be uh, different answers for the, for the two of you. Uh, what would you say is your favorite song off the EP? Um, that's a good one. I guess probably Earthworm. I, I mean, I love Earthworm. Well, no, that's not on the EP, is it? Earthworm is, yeah. Earthworm is, yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah my, I'm getting confused between my own song. Uh, just because it was really fun to get that remastered and kind of have it more like popping sonically, like really, it's more bright. No offense mm. to the first mix, but it really kind of really like sounded better to me. I don't know. And it really just sounded better for radio and all that. Like, mm -hmm. just yeah. Overall. I like Earthworm too. I think it's the most upbeat song we have. Like mm -hmm. it's the most dancey song. Yeah. Um, for me, I think I really liked your words. It's the slowest song on the album. Okay. Um, but I think, I think that when we recorded it, it was already, in my opinion, so good with the first version that remastering it for me was like <coughs> an easy pick because I was just like, we can just bring up the vocals a bit more, bring up the like splashes on the drums and it's already done. Like, so for me, I think just in terms of comfort of like what song I knew would sound good regardless of the remaster. Um, I think it was your words because it's just so simple. Mm -hmm. Slow, but simple. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. I, uh, I definitely, I think I gravitated the most towards Earthworm as well, just from listening, cool, yeah. listening to it today. To, just right off the bat, it was like such a good, like solid first track for an EP. How, uh, how involved were you guys for the, uh, the re remastering? Were you just like getting, getting cuts sent to you or did you have quite a, quite a bit of input as to like how you wanted it to sound? Yeah, so Howie Beck is the guy who, um, he remixed it. So, mm -hmm. um, one of our really, really good friends was the original, uh, Ryan McNabb was the guy who originally recorded the track um, for the original version. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we were referred to Howie by both um, Graham at Pop Guru, but also he's a friend of my uncle Jason, who was the piano player. Okay. Um, so there was like a family tie there where we were like, oh, then this is our guy. Um, but because it's COVID and we got all this done literally during COVID, 
um, we could only get, you know, the Dropbox sent to us like every few days being like, how do you like this? And then we'd send back some edits and then they would tweak it and send it again. Mm-hmm. So there's some involvement, but I mean, I feel like if it weren't COVID, it would have been really cool to sit in the, you know, sit in the booth and actually hear what it sounds like as it's being remixed and mastered. Yeah. Um, right. In terms, yeah, I think in terms of the mix, we had the most input because we added some effects here and there and we uh, asked for more of certain things and less of other things. Mm-hmm. Um, with the mastering, that was, I'm going to butcher his name so bad, Jao, Jao Carvalho. And um, he he did it so well the first time that I think we had like one or two spots where we were like, I think we hear a little click here or whatever. Um, but besides that, like it came out perfect first or second try. So it was less input on the mastering front than the remixing right how how have things changed since uh signing your deal with pop guru um i mean i think he he definitely influenced us so pop guru was it's a record label he also does managing he does a lot of stuff graham um but we're part of his sync guru program which is specifically taking our tracks and trying to like um, put them in movies and TV shows and mm-hmm. uh, advertisements and stuff. Yeah. Um, so we haven't landed a gig yet, but we only started this year. So I'm not too worried. Um, and plus COVID and all that stuff. It's been a little crazy uh, in that area. But um, he was the guy who originally influenced us to get these tracks remastered because he said, if we're going to have this in a movie, I want it to sound the same as like, you know, they put the Beyonce song up next. We want yeah. it to sound sonically the same. So um, we got it remastered. Um, and then throughout that process, he's been kind of like cheering us on the whole time. Like he was like, why don't you release these songs? Like I'm submitting them to movies and stuff, but you could just have them released. You can make a little EP of it. Mm-hmm. So he's all to thank for this like idea of basically our COVID album. <laughs> like we can't record right. any new music. So we reproduced our own. And I think that's been, uh, it's been easier. <laughs> um, and it's definitely been worth it because we've made so many new connections since the first few originals mm-hmm. that this was a great way to, I guess, a second chance at those songs. So yeah. it's been fun. Yeah. Cool. A couple of other things about the EP I wanted to know. So can you, can you walk me through that? Like the, the album art is very cool. <laughs> like the, the purple and blue photo with the, like, I don't know, hologram style. I don't know what you call that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess futuristic. That's what I always call it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's go with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tell me about that. How did, uh, who came up with the idea for that? And would you like to cover? Um, I think Maxine came up with the idea. <clears throat> it's usually Maxine who does the graphic design for the albums, which is pretty awesome. Um, but we had our friend Tom help us yeah. with the actual graphic design part as well. He did a little animation, I think. Yeah. So Maybe. to like, to make it as simple stepwise as possible, we had a friend of ours, um, Stephanie Montani. She was the one who took the photo. Okay. And she actually took the photo. That photo isn't like a, it looks like a double exposure, which I think is, isn't that when you leave the exposure open and then you move the people and then it looks like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but instead she took one photo, or we're about to spill her secrets, but um, <laughs> we basically had a photo of me and a photo of Thomas. And then she did all the Photoshop technique to make it look like it was in the same shot. Um, so she's all that to thank for the, the photo itself. And then, yeah, our friend Tom 
who actually works at the same music studio as Thomas. Um, he, do you know the band Jane's Party? Yes, I do. Yeah. Yeah. So he's in Jane's Party, and he's really, really good at graphic design. So. Oh, okay. He, what, what does Tom do in Jane's Party? He's the lead guitar player, and he also yes. sings. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So he um, he helped us out with. We had the photo. And then we were like, something, something's missing. Like, it's such a good photo, but it feels too futuristic. It feels like we're like Daft Punk or something. Right. <laughs> so, so we're like, we need um, help not only like sticking our name in there and the album title. Like, we need to actually figure out how we're going to make it look for album artwork. Um, so he, he helped us out with putting our, our band title in, the title of the album. And then he also added this really cool like oil slick effect. Mm-hmm. So it gives a bit of like a painting look which yeah. I actually really love because it made it look a little more retro, I guess. Or yeah, little, yeah, for sure. A little different, um, which I think really helped because now it's more of like an indie artwork instead of a, <laughs> a futuristic artwork. So, right. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. And then, yeah, just like going through your Instagram as well, like you definitely have that color palette going for you, like the blue, purple, violet. Uh, I'm so glad you noticed. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really, it's really cool. I think like... I definitely gravitate towards that, towards those colors too. Anytime I kind of see them anywhere, I'm like, oh yeah, I like these colors. And then I know that got carried over into the music video. So let's talk about that a little bit now. Sorry, I'm just pulling it up here so I can uh, make sure I'm talking about the right one. Yeah, the music video for Earthworm. Yeah. Did you mention that this was shot during COVID? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh wow, cool. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so, was the was the idea like the original idea? Was it like a bit a bit bigger, and then you had to kind of like figure out like, okay, well, let's figure out how to do this in COVID, or did the did the whole process just come come up during COVID? It the whole process came up during COVID. It was um, my dad who was like, again, COVID starts. You're like, what are we gonna do with our lives? Music is canceled. <laughs> um, so he was like, well, why don't you just like jam out a song? You already have the Earthworm logo, which was from the original. Mm-hmm. Um, and why don't you just like, you know, play the song and have that Earthworm animated in jumping around. So our initial concept was actually so much smaller than what the video turned out to be. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, we were just going to perform in a room and have some animation. But in the end, um, we have this fantastic friend, Michael Cow, who's a phenomenal director for music videos and he was like no we can make this so much better than that <laughs> so he was like how about this we set it up so it's a blank background and you guys are switching instruments and you're jumping around and we make it fun because it's a fun song and then we're like how about we have two backgrounds and then we got to the idea of having finally four backgrounds um, which was such a pain in the butt we're going to dollar stores and finding like all things purple and all things beige and all that so yeah um but it definitely started off as a small idea. We were like, what are we going to do during COVID? And it became this really fun music video. I think it's one of the most fun ones we've had so far. And yeah, we, we've done sure. five total. Uh, we haven't released two yet, but there are five in total that we've now filmed. And I have to say, I think Earthworm's personally one of my favorites. I don't know about yeah, you. What definitely. Do you yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I really like uh, like it too. Yeah, Girl in the Bathroom. I know that came out about a year ago. Is that one of the five that you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. there's Dreamworld, Girl in the Bathroom Mirror, and there's Earthworm out right now. And then we have two more. One's completed, sneak okay. peek. Um, and, then, uh, and then there's a second one we're still working on during COVID, actually. So yeah, the last cool. three, um, including Earthworm, the one we've just finished, and the one we're working on right now, uh, those are all COVID, COVID babies. <laughs> They're all right. COVID music videos. Oh, yeah. wicked! When do you think the other the others might? 
be released? I think for for the one that's ready, we're planning to to have it out by the end of November, I believe. Yeah. Okay. And then for the other one, um, un, in, in, indefinitely right now. Well, we're we're hopefully gonna finish it up this weekend and then have it, you know, with all the editing, maybe by the end maybe of the year, December. Yeah, yeah, maybe by the end of twenty twenty. Yeah. Oh, cool. We're very okay. up in the air with all this stuff. We're, <laughs> yeah. we're, really, there is no like timelines because everything's so much on hold right now that yeah, for sure. <laughs> the most the most thought that goes into it is me texting Christina and being like, "Hey, is this a busy week?" And she's like, "Nope." <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> cool. So you, um, in lieu of like not going on tour and playing uh, playing outside of the city, you've played you've played quite a bit in the city, though, yeah. Uh, do you mean like during COVID or, or in general? Bef- before COVID. Before COVID. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. Before COVID, we had played a a lot of shows. Basically, we've only played Toronto in terms of well, actually, no, we've played in Sweden a few gigs, but we yeah. basically have played Toronto, most of the major bars, well, like Horseshoe, yeah. Cameron House, uh, Cool, Rivoli, Rivoli, stuff yeah. like that. What was yeah. your uh, favorite venue to play at? For me personally, I think it's got to be Horseshoe just because of its status and <laughs> history in Toronto. But um, I also just love the. Um, where do we play at? The, the Garrison. I love that place. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. true. The Garrison's scary because it's such a big stage and such a big room that it's like, holy smokes, how are we going to fill this up? <laughs> so much right. um, I think my favorite was... I mean, I like I like Rivoli um, <laughs> because they have really, really good mac and cheese. <laughs> but they also have really good... <laughs> they also have really good sound. They're also one of the few bars that gives us like a free meal um, for playing there, which is kind of cool. Nice. Um, and then my... I think my all-time favorite is Junction City Music Hall because it's so close to where our parents live and like where we grew up, um, or at least where Thomas uh, moved when he came to Toronto. So... Um, yeah, I think it's kind of cool Definitely. to have something so close to home. I don't know if you've heard of Junction City Music Hall, but it's like a kind of underground, small, um, retro bar. So they have a lot of okay. old um, That's pinball machines. That's up at Keel and Dundas, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. It's in the yeah. junction, yeah. yeah. So yeah. they have a bunch of like those old uh, pinball machines and retro like posters and stuff. And that that's always been like a, a homey place for me to play. Right. Oh, cool. What about uh, what about as show goers? Where uh, where do you like to go? Oh, what's your favorite? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, I, I've always also loved Danforth Music Hall. Going to oh, see yeah. shows there. It's yeah. Like, we went to see uh, the Beaches right before COVID, and I think that was the last concert we saw before uh, everything shut down. Shutdowns or yeah. whatever you call it. Oh. Yeah. And um, and we've seen Always in July talk there. Some great bands. Yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. all our favorite bands play there. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's where my uncle plays. It's uh, Kerner Hall True. because the acoustics are just incredible. But that's more of like the, I guess you could call it quiet music. <laughs> you can really have a band play there. Because no, no, of, I've seen bands play yeah? there. Yeah, I went to see Stuart Copeland there once. Oh, really? Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, okay. I feel like it explode if you put no, so much down in there. sounds great in there. <laughs> <laughs> I can have no <laughs> Okay, well, I've only seen like very quiet performances there. And I think for that, it's phenomenal. But, right. Yeah. Uh, and the ACC. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, who, what about uh, favorite bar in Toronto? Oh my God. Remember bars? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Big <laughs> <Think> hard. <laughs> um, 
Oh, that's so tough. (laughs) The warehouse bars are always a classic. Like, those are always really fun, and they have great drinks and stuff. But Mm -hmm. for, like, a good bar, yeah, I don't know, like, I really can't think of any. Got out too much. <laughs> I, yeah, well. we're we're loners. <laughs> you should know that about us, Frankie. We're we just like to hang out at home. <laughs> no, That's fine. Um, I have, I've, I'm generally the same way too. <laughs> I think there's a few bars on like we used to live in Bloras Village, so okay. I think that there's a few a few there that we would go to. Yeah, sure. Cabin Fever. Yeah, Cabin Fever, yeah, cabin fever is so great. Oh yeah, my gosh. Actually, funny story. Oh my gosh. Okay, okay I'll keep it short. Um, this is why it goes on for an hour and a half. I understand now. <laughs> um, a friend of mine, well, one of our really, really good friends, my neighbor, uh, he used to work at an Apple store and his boss is the owner or previous owner maybe of Cabin Fever. So I went there for my 19th birthday and she gave me my first ever shot of what was it Sin- yeah fireball. legal shot fireball <laughs> oh that's so, so cool yeah so i got a free shot on my birthday because we knew the owner of cabin fever so yeah that's that a good is, answer i'm gonna stick with cabin fever yeah <laughs> love cabin fever yeah it's such a fun little spot all right cool we're coming to the end now how do you go about finding new music these days well that's a good one <clears throat> well i i listen to most of my music on spotify i guess and youtube so basically through like recommended whatever what what you what do you call yeah. it? like recommended playlists mm-hmm. and and uh like discover whatever discover weekly and stuff like that yeah mm-hmm. um, we have um we have an alexa in our apartment right now which we can't say her name because she will get uh, she <laughs> will start to talk to us yeah so um but sometimes you just ask her to play like you know sunday morning playlist or um pop pop friday night or whatever it is and she'll play it and if there's the odd song we really like we'll we'll look at our phones and figure it out um i think for me it's always been through friends i always ask my friends well i don't ask them in fact most of the time they tell me about good songs um (laughs) but that's how i get my recommendations is just like my friends and family recommending new albums and stuff to me so okay what is the latest find uh, that, that you've, or latest band you've come across or artist? <laughs> Thomas is freaking out. He's like, I only listen to old music. <laughs> okay. It, it, can be, it can be someone old, someone new to you. Um, well, I found a new artist uh, recently through a coworker, and uh, it's called Sasha Sloan. She's called Sasha okay. Sloan. I don't know if you know her. She's definitely pop in the alternative kind of music. It's similar okay. to Billie Eilish, which I also really like. Um, so... Yeah, that was the latest find for me. It's a little poppy, but it's something that cheers me up if I'm going throughout the day. Right. Um, what about you, Thomas? Uh, for me, I recently rediscovered Kid Cudi's older albums, I guess. Yeah. And oh, I love Cudi. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> yeah, and being from Cleveland and Shaker specifically, like his music has always resonated with me uh, in a very uh, personal way. So going back to listen to those old songs always like remind me of good times in Cleveland and um yeah for sure kid cutty okay cool cool last question is uh what have you been listening to the most to get through the pandemic um i think for me overall my favorite band is foals uh so i listen to them a lot yeah like especially their newer albums because they just dropped those uh during the pandemic as well yeah so yeah for me for sure it's been foals and uh arctic monkeys as well i gotta check my phone i gotta see what i've been listening to um (laughs) You've been listening. We've been listening to like 
we were listening to yacht rock a lot oh, okay. <laughs> like when it's when <laughs> it's really gloomy yeah, yeah we listen yeah. to a lot of good uh wish we were in a sailboat kind of music or a okay. yacht i guess um what else we listen to what's what vinyls do we have like what have we been bob marley we listen to bob marley a lot um oh my gosh so much pop music what I've about been, you <laughs> oh, uh, all kind. Well, you guys recently, um, but uh, ooh, that's a that's a heavy question. I just find like with with uh, this podcast, I'm always just doing so much research that it's like it's not like not to say that I'm like not not enjoying the songs or the bands I'm listening to, but it's not for fun. If that makes sense, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? I'm like, just like I'm like I got to get through this discography. I got to listen to everything I can, kind of thing. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you ever find that because of that you don't um you don't like not enjoy but you don't want to listen to music in your free time no no not at all oh, um, okay, i'm actually okay. i'm just saying that because i don't have anything top of mind uh, i'm gonna look okay. at my, i'm gonna look at my uh recently liked songs oh yeah there's uh, actually a couple of uh, local Canadians. Uh, I've been listening to Just John's, uh, Just Dong's new song, A Thousand Corpses. It's it's pretty cool. He's a rapper from Toronto, but I'm, I'm thinking he is trying to uh, reinvent himself a little bit. So this new song to me sounds like kind of like Gorillaz. It's pretty oh, cool. cool. Nice. Yeah, yeah, definitely. If you guys are into that at all, I'd check that out. Otherwise, just I just came across uh, another well it's a remix of a guy named Patrick who I believe is I thought he was Montreal based but he might be Toronto based so I'm sorry about hmm. that but uh, he's got a he's got a pretty cool like dancey song out right now yeah and then Mallrat I've been listening to a lot of Mallrat too recently uh, do you know a band she's, called she's awesome do you know a band called Valley yes yeah I do yeah they just released a new EP so I have been listening to that okay that's probably it though for <clears throat> Toronto music, I think. I listen to Dizzy a lot, but they're not they're not from Toronto, I don't think. Um Yeah, we only listen to old music. <laughs> <laughs> well what's what's yeah, right. like what's like your favorite one of your favorite like all time uh oh. well, we listen to a lot of Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Led Zeppelin's always fun. Okay. Um oh, in my spare time, probably like well, it's kind of Swedish, I guess. <laughs> ABBA. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I listen cool. to ABBA a lot. I listen to Bee Gees a lot. Um, I listen to Elvis a lot, but like more of the unknown Elvis songs because he's got a lot of like real uh, hits you in the feels kind of songs, surprisingly. Right. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. A lot of a lot of old stuff. Okay. Yeah. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. And then I heard your uh, you have. Uh, you said you were listening to stuff on on vinyl. Do you guys have a pretty good collection? Yeah, we have a we have a record player, so we we like to go and buy some vinyls now and then. Except again, we haven't really gone out to vinyl shops since COVID. But right. there's so many all around Toronto. Toronto's such a good hub for these kind of like vintage and record shops and stuff like that. No, we we would just surprise each other with a new record kind of thing a few months. Right. In. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. Uh, I have a pretty pretty big collection growing now and that's definitely <laughs> something i've been trying to do more is just uh i think with spotify uh and any streaming service it's so easy to just listen to one song and more often just listen to part of a song before hitting skip mm -hmm. yeah uh, so i really like uh listening to vinyl these days because it kind of you know it just forces me to kind of like just sit down and just enjoy it you know like how i was saying it's like not that it feels like a chore but just like i, I can actually like respect 
the respect the album and the artistry and uh, yeah yeah exactly I think that it's really I like it when you can listen to a song like a side and b side knowing that that's how the artist wanted you to hear it exactly I think there's something special about that especially like I don't know if you listen to the Beatles but there's like so many hidden things that they include on their records that you can't hear on the Spotify versions oh so uh what album was it was it Sgt. Pepper's yeah, I think it's Sgt. Pepper's. If you flip to the B-side and you play all the way to the end, at the very end, you know how a record skips when it yeah. hits the end? Yeah. So yeah. they included this, like, millisecond of them doing completely weird noises. It's like... <laughs> and it's, like, all of them doing it. And it, when you reach the end, it keeps skipping on that. It's almost like they're yelling at you to turn off the record. Oh <laughs> it God, just keeps going hilarious. over and over. Yeah, it's so funny. So I, I love finding these little things in records that are, like, they purposely put that in just for you when you listen to the record. It's so cool. Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Have you, um, okay, well, like maybe I'll, I'll ask a, one more question then. Uh, <laughs> how, how many tracks do you, do you guys currently have kind of like ready to put on say an album? Do you mean like in our entire collection of like, yeah. Like do you, do you think like, uh, the, like how close would you say you would be to uh, putting an album out? And I'm asking this because, like, would you want to be pressing that on vinyl? And then are you going to be doing the proper way of, like, having a side A and side B that's actually mm-hmm. thrown out? Yeah, we, when we first started recording music, we got way over our heads and got really, really excited. And we're like, we're going to drop an album. It's okay. going to be 10 songs, and here they are. And then when we ran that past Listen Harder, they were like, are you crazy? <laughs> Okay. Um, like no one releases an album on the first thing because who like you're gonna have your family listen to it um so they pointed out that it'd be much better if we built an audience by releasing a single you know an ep like slowly building it up mm-hmm. so that the more music we released over more time the more people that would hear us and grow an audience right. um so our we did have 10 songs that we were like we're going to have this on album and then once we came to the realization that the world doesn't revolve around us, <laughs> we, uh, we started to, we put it into two albums. So that would be the first EP and second EP we ever released were the total 10 songs. And okay. then the three mastered EP is five of those songs. Um, actually, no, Earthworm was a new single as well. So we have 11 songs total. And in fact, our first EP we ever wrote, which is called Reflections Volume 1, It's five songs, including many of the remastered ones in their original form. Um, We actually made that a vinyl. So it's, we only made about like 10, 20 copies, I think. Okay. 20 copies. Um, And it's only five songs, but we, we did have fun with that process where it was like, this is our first real, you know, record. And we put it on vinyl. Yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So we, that was a lot of fun picking what's going to be on the A side, what's going to be on the B side. And oh my gosh, the album artwork is so much scarier when it's such on such a big scale. Right. Oh my God. I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, I I could, oh my gosh, I just should send you a photo. The back of our vinyl record, um, if you have it in the, like in the sleeve, um, if you're looking at the artwork and you flip it on the back, we had artwork for the back. We had all the track titles and then I included a barcode but I totally missed out on how big the barcode size should be. So it ended up being like 
like the size of your hand instead of, you know, the size of your thumb. (laughs) So every time we brought it to a record shop to like drop it off and be like, Hey, would you mind like selling these? Um, (laughs) All they had to do was flip it over and be like, what? (laughs) Right. (laughs) So good news is it still works. It just, it's just massive. So that, yeah, it was a fun experience. And I think if we did, um, if we did take, we have 11 songs. So if we did take them and did our album that we once dreamed of, um, I think we could definitely work on the album art a bit more <laughs> and figure right, out right. That, that that scheme of things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. And then uh, finally, what is uh, what is next for you guys? Right. <clears throat> well, definitely, uh, definitely, the music videos are our main focus uh, for the future. Is getting those out and getting those finished up, mm-hmm. um, and basically trying to get like those as much views as possible. Yeah, spreading the word. Um, we also, when we're referring to music videos, it's because this remastered EP is five songs, of which we already had two videos out, and then we released Earthworm, um, the video. So the last two videos we have are for those last two tracks on the EP. So we're trying to have a music video for every song on there. Um, and that way, as we release the music videos, we can keep going back to saying, listen to it on this album, that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. So they're yeah. kind of helping each other out in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we're just trying. Yeah. Right now, it's more like behind the scenes stuff where we're just trying to spread the word, uh, share some videos. And it's all the creative stuff. It's really fun. I really like it. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it, like also like the businessy side of things, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Which is also exciting because it's like it, it makes it feel so much more serious and real deal you know <laughs> right right for sure is it is it scary putting putting stuff out like during a pandemic where you can't really you know uh support support the new ep with uh, yeah. live shows and stuff like exactly. that exactly um i think yes and no um yes because obviously yeah we can't we can't play shows thomas and i are a little shy of live streams so we we haven't done any of those yet um, cause it's just the two of us. So it would sound completely different from our recordings, which mm-hmm. we played multiple instruments on. Um, but I also think that the pandemic has caused so many more people to listen to music. Yeah. Like, if you're at home and you're, you're just working, you might as well put something on. And I think that's actually really helped us in terms of like gaining exposure is just like we released at a time where people are listening to music and they're not going out on like to parties and stuff and, you know, listening to 2000 hits. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> They're yeah, actually yeah. like looking for new stuff. Yeah. Right. Okay. We have reached the end of my questions. Thanks so much for taking the time to chat with me. I really appreciate Absolutely. it. Um, really Thanks looking forward it. to seeing the music videos and really looking forward to being able to see you play live whenever that is allowed. <laughs> Indefinitely. Yeah. Yeah, cool. <laughs> <Us too. laughs> Thanks so much for having cool. us. This is so much fun. Oh, great. Awesome. Brightened up my day. (laughs) Oh, wonderful. I love that. All right. Thanks Thanks so so much. much. Nice to meet you. Take care. Bye.